Good evening, and welcome to the February 10th, 2022 meeting of the Upper Marion Township Board of Supervisors. Please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And if we could start with roll call, starting at my far left, please. Greg Wax. Tina Garzillo. Carol Kenny. Bill Jalloway. Greg Phillips. Leanna Clubriol, Township Engineer. Ashton Jones, Township Planner. John Walco, Solicitor's Office. Tony Hammonday, Township Manager. Thank you. Uh, the next item on the agenda, is, or actually the first item is the minute minutes from our meetings of September 2nd, 2021 workshop and November 18th, 2021 business meeting. Can I have a motion to accept the meeting minutes? So moved. Second. Okay, moved by Mr. Wax, a second by Mr. Genoway. Uh, any discussion, any comments? Just, just a comment. Mr. Yes. Hamaday, with the uh, with the approval of these minutes, are we all caught up or are we still behind? We still have some work session minutes uh, to we are still we're chipping away at them, yes. Okay. So we you. hope that next by March we'll have everything ready for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, no other comments. Um, can I have a uh, all in favor? Sorry, all in favor. Please say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Okay. Five zero. Thank you. Okay. The next we have chairman's co chairperson's comments. Um, we had an executive session prior to this meeting to discuss personnel issues. Uh, we had a SEPTA update meeting last Monday at our chair meeting uh, regarding the proposed King of Prussia rail. They're planning, <coughs> SEPTA is planning to have two public outreach meetings in the spring. The dates and further information are to be announced. The third one is of, of a more, of a sadder nature. If you've noticed in our township, our flags had been at half staff for the past week. It was to honor one of our former supervisors. Ed McBride died at home on Saturday, January 29th. He was supervisor from 2006 through 2011. On behalf of my fellow supervisors, I'd like to extend our condolences to his wife, Catherine, to his three daughters, eight grandchildren, and to his many other family members and friends. At the suggestion of the family, we have sent a donation in his name to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. He was larger than life in so many ways, and he will be missed by the many who knew him. So, thank you. If anybody else would like to, anybody else have any remembrances? I think, Mr. Genoway, you were on the board with him. Uh, the no, longest. Your, your comments captured. Okay. To a T. Okay. He was great to work with. Great. Thank you. Um, moving on to new business. Uh, we have a proclamation celebrating Black History Month. And just as an aside, um, a few minutes before I left my house to come here, I heard on KYW an interview with David Broida. And he was being interviewed about him starting uh, the Black History Month celebration in Upper Marion. So we got shout outs from Dave Broida, thank you Dave, um, about Black History Month in our township. Uh, and he went on to talk about how he's working now as well with Afghan refugees. 
So thank you, Dave. And um, I will turn this over now to my colleague, Vice Chair Garzillo, who has a proclamation for Black History Month. I'm honored to present the proclamation celebrating Black History Month. Um, the proclamation will be presented to the Martin Luther King Committee after the meeting this evening. The proclamation reads, whereas during Black History Month, we celebrate the many achievements and contributions made by African Americans to our economic, cultural, spiritual, and political development, and whereas Black History Month grew out of the establishment in 1926 of Negro History Week by Carter G. Woodson and the Association for the Study of African American Life and History, and whereas the 2022 national theme for the observance is black health and wellness, which celebrates the contributions and breakthroughs of black professionals, as well as speaking to the cultural richness of those non-traditional health and wellness practitioners and practices that many in the black community perform to improve wellness. And whereas the observation of Black History Month calls our attention to the continued need to battle racism and build a society that lives up to its democratic ideals. And whereas, Upper Marion Township continues to work toward becoming an exclusive community in which all citizens, past, present, and future, are respected and recognized for their contributions and potential contributions to our community, the state, the country, and the world. And whereas, Upper Marion Township is proud to honor the history and contributions of African Americans in our community throughout our state and nation. Now therefore, in recognition of African Americans, past and present in our community, the Board of Supervisors do hereby proclaim February 2022 to be Black History Month and encourage all citizens to celebrate our diverse heritage and culture and continue our efforts to create a world that is more just, peaceful, and prosperous for all. Proclaim the 10th day of February 2022 by the Board of Supervisors of Upper Marion Township. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Supervisor Garzillo. Um, the next item on our agenda is the consent agenda, but could someone, we need to have a motion first to amend the No, the next. <gasps> Sorry, excuse me, I skipped. Yeah. Sorry, apologize. Uh, thank you. You've got my back, I appreciate it. Um, we have a conditional use hearing. Um, Mr. Walco, this is for uh, Malvern Anderson LP is requesting conditional use approval to permit the development of the R1 residential zoned property known as parcel number 58-00-00544-25-3 and 58-00-0541-01-3 portion of the former Upper Merion Swim Club property, Anderson Road and Redell Drive under the cluster development overlay requirements as an age-restricted 49-unit townhouse development. Um, there, now, Mr. Walco, would you like to make uh, a couple of opening Kenny. comments and then open the hearing? Thank yes, you. Yes, thank you, Chairperson Kenny. At this time, we will uh, adjourn the meeting and into the conditional use hearing for Malvern Associates uh, LP. I will mark a number of exhibits and give a brief overview, but this uh, hearing will be continued um, as we received notice uh, late this afternoon that the applicant desires more time, they've waived any um, um, processing requirements under the municipality's planning code, gave us that extension. 
uh, so they can have more additional time to to um, respond to some comments from staff regarding their application. Uh, and as stated, this is the conditional use application from Alvern Anderson LP. It is for uh, the request for conditional use approval pursuant to section 165, section 6773, addressing the cluster overlay development to develop a, a cluster overlay development uh, in the R2 district as age-restricted housing uh, for 49 uh, townhouse units. And that is located at two parcels zone as the former Upper Marion Swim Club property at Anderson Road and Riedel Drive. Um, first exhibit will be board exhibit one, which is the conditional use application that was filed with the township on December 1st, 2001, uh, 2021. Board exhibit two is the proof of advertisement in the Times Herald newspaper of tonight's hearing, which was advertised on January 26th and February 2nd, 2022. Board exhibit three is the proof of posting of that public notice on the subject property, property subject to this hearing. Board Exhibit 4 is the proof of mailings of notices of tonight's hearing to the surrounding landowners. And to my count, 67 of those had gone out. As I mentioned that there was a request to continue this hearing. Uh, that hearing will be continued until March 10th, 2022 at the uh, business meeting here in the township building in this room, which will commence again at 7.30 p.m. So if you're here for that hearing, there will be no further notices or repostings of that property. It is continued to March 10th. And at that time, we anticipate it uh, resuming with testimony being taken and additional exhibits being presented. So with that, um, I will adjourn the conditional use hearing and we will adjourn back into the public meeting. Okay, thank you, Mr. Walco. So there is no action needed on the part of the supervisors at this point? Not, 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 not at this okay. point, that's correct. All right, great, thank you. All righty. Now we will move into the consent agenda. Madam Chair. Yes. May I, uh, I would like to add an item to the consent agenda, which would be the appointment of Andrew Kang to the Upper Marion Transportation Authority. And that would be item number 12 on our consent agenda. Okay, I have that. All right. Um, motion made by Supervisor Phillips and second, seconded by Supervisor Genoway. Uh, any discussion? Okay, seeing none. Uh, all in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Okay, that's passed 5-0. To add that item number 12 to the consent agenda, uh, appointing Andy Kang as member of the UM Transportation General Authority. Thank you. Okay, now as to the consent agenda, number one, uh, the acceptance of the resignation of Erica Spot from the Farmers Market Advisory Board. Second, Pennsylvania Act 101 Recycling, Reporting, and Grant Application Contract, Huff Associates, to approve an annual contract with Huff Associates, King of Prussia, PA, for the preparation of the Township's Act 101 Annual Pennsylvania DEP Section 901, uh, 904 Grant Report and Application for the year 2021 in the amount of $17,500. Three, Resolution 20. 22-11 regarding Summit Street accepting deed in lieu of condemnation. To pass a resolution accepting a deed in lieu of condemnation as agreed to by the owner 
for the property known as Block 055, Unit 109, Summit Street, and also known as Montgomery County Tax Parcel Number 58-00-18451-01-3. Fourth, Annual Upper Marion Pool Concession Stand Lease to approve a one-year lease term with a four consecutive renewal options with the Hedgehog Grill, King of Prussia, PA, for the concession stand and patio area at the community pool, subject to the terms outlined in said lease. Five, business tax appeal settlement, Famous George's, 100 East Beidler Road, to approve a business tax appeal settlement with Famous George's Pizza, 100 East Beidler Road in the amount of $2,575 tax and penalty for the tax years 2019 to 2021. Six, deputy tax collector approval to approve the appointment of Bonnie Davis by the Upper Marion tax collector as deputy tax collector pursuant to the Pennsylvania local tax collection law. Number seven, Croke Creek Trail project contract payment number 14 in the amount of $130,669.17 to Kenny Excavating for work to date on the Croke Creek Trail project. Eight, financial escrow security release number five, Horizon Drive Group LP 3700 Horizon Drive. Approval of escrow release number five to Horizon Drive Group LP in the amount of $116,251.89 for the completion of required site improvements to date as part of the building expansion project as recommended by the township engineer. Nine, land development plan review extension, Vimco Incorporated. Accept letter of extension from Vimco Inc for the review of the proposed land development plan. 10, resolution 2022-13 regarding Montgomery County 2040 implementation grant application. First Avenue Linear Park, phase three, $200,000. Authorization for the township manager in conjunction with the King of Prussia Business Improvement District to submit a Monco 2040 grant application in the amount of $200,000 for phase three of the First Avenue Linear Park project. 11, financial escrow security release number 12, 900 River Road LLC, 900 River Road, approval of escrow release number 12 to 900 River Road LLC in the amount of $88,365.13 for the completion of required site improvements to date as part of the warehouse development project as recommended by the township engineer. And finally, number 12, uh, the appointment of Andy Kang to both the transportation authority and the general authority. Um, may I have a motion to uh, put forth the consent agenda? So moved, Madam Chair. Okay. I have a motion from Mr. Wax. I'll second. And a second from Mrs. Garzillo. Any discussion or comments on the consent agenda? I have one comment or question, and that's in regard to the VIMCO plan extension. Is that a 30-day extension? That is an unlimited extension. 
uh, uh, did not include the road, but it's Hanson access. Yeah. Okay. For those. Yeah. All right. Any other questions or comments? Okay, then. Uh, all in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, the consent agenda is passed 5-0. Thank you. All right, now uh, item D is resolution 2022-08 regarding supporting the Pennsylvania Commission for the U.S. Semi, oh, okay, Semi, I have to practice this, the U.S. Semi-Quicentennial. It's America 250 PA. Uh, the U.S. is celebrating its 250th birthday. So it's not as easy as the bicentennial or the tricentennial that we just had. So uh, to pass a resolution to support and work with America 250 PA on any and all activities as appropriate within Montgomery County PA for the celebration of the United States semi-quincentennial. Um, Oh, it was misspelled in the first one. That was my problem. Okay. <laughs> Supervisor Phillips, I believe you have that uh, resolution for us. Thank you, Madam Chair. And just before I read this resolution, um, I want to say that Upper Marion has been at the founding of the nation. We have so much history here. Uh, the Board of Supervisors is really behind any type of... Um, historical preservation, so much so that we created a historical commission uh, to help preserve uh, and protect our history here in the township. Um, so with that, let me read resolution 2022-08, a resolution of the township of Upper Marion, Montgomery County, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, supporting the Pennsylvania Commission for the United States Semi-Quincentennial Americas 250 PA, Whereas the Pennsylvania legislature and the governor created America 250 PA in 2018 to plan, encourage, develop, and coordinate the commemoration of the 250th anniversary of the United States and Pennsylvania's integral role in that event and the role of its people on the nation's past, present, and future. And whereas the Upper Marion Township Supervisors have adopted a resolution endorsing the Commonwealth effort to celebrate and commemorate the 250th anniversary of both the United States and the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Whereas by the adoption of America 250 PA's four pillars of EPIC, Upper Marion Township hopes to educate, preserve, innovative, and celebrate EPIC, uh, the history of Upper Marion Township, Montgomery County, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, especially for the United States semi Quincentennial America 250. Now therefore, be it resolved, and it is hereby resolved, that the Township of Upper Marion hereby endorses America 250 PA in their mission to educate, preserve, innovate, and celebrate every Pennsylvanian in every county in the municipalities of Montgomery County PA, and be it further resolved that the Board of Supervisors of Upper Marion Township officially supports Montgomery County PA and the work with and their work with America 250 PA on any and all activities as appropriate within Montgomery County PA. The participation will be strictly through voluntary roles and it is further resolved that a copy of this resolution be sent to the Montgomery County uh, Board of Commissioners 
and further to the legislation, le legislative delegation and America 250 PA Commission. Adopted this 10th day of February 2022, Carol Kenny Chair. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you. Um, I have a motion to approve this resolution. So moved. Okay, moved by uh, Mr. Phillips. Second. Second by Mr. Genoway, thank you. Uh, any questions or comments from anyone? No? All right, S seeing none. Um, all in favor, please say aye. Aye. Opposed? Nobody's opposed, 5-0. Thank you very much. Um, now item C, uh, E, resolution 2022-12. Authorization to sign PennDOT traffic signal permit application. Submission of a permit application, TE-160, for a proposed mid-block pedestrian flashing beacon signal at 900 River Road to provide access to the SEPTA transit stop locations. Um, Mr. Hamaday, yep. do you have anything to Thank add you, to Mrs. This? Kenny, yes. Thank you. Um, if, if the board recalls that last, um, meeting, uh, the, the, the board dealt with a request from the developer at 900 River Road to, re, to uh, refund uh, money that the developer paid for in lieu of putting pedestrian facilities in. And that was because PennDOT, since River Road is a state road, required the, the developer to put those pedestrian facilities in. PennDOT also required the developer to connect with a flashing pedestrian beacon and crosswalk, the two existing SEPTA bus stops, one in front of their property, uh, 900 River Road, and one directly across the street in front of GlaxoSmithKline. So that's what this is. This signal will then uh, authorize us to submit that application to PennDOT for approval of that, that pedestrian crossing. Okay, thank you. All right, can I have a motion please to approve this resolution? Uh, 2022-12. So okay, motion from Mr. Genoway. I'll second. Second from Mr. Wax. Uh, any questions or discussion? Okay, uh, seeing none, all in favor, please signify with aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, 5-0. Okay, next is resolution 2022-04. Uh, preliminary development plan, JP Orleans. Mansell Mill Road, consideration of a preliminary oops, land development plan for J.P. Orleans, Mansell Mill Road, prepared by Edward B. Walsh and Associates, Inc., dated August 9th, 2019, last revised March 25th, 2021, for the construction of a 119-unit townhouse development and associated site improvements, including waivers, as outlined in said resolution. 14.4 acres, SM1 zoning district. Um, who would like to take the lead on this? Mr. Hamaday, Mr. Walco? Yes, uh, as the board is familiar, the, the, uh, the proposed townhouse development uh, on Mansell Mill Road has been before the board uh, for quite some time, not only with a conditional use for the development of the property as a residential-oriented development, uh, but also uh, through the land development process. Uh, we've worked our way through. There are still some issues to be addressed. I'm sorry. 
there's some issues to be addressed. The developer uh, is just requesting at this time that the board consider a preliminary land development plan for the development of the property with 119 uh, townhouses, uh, as well as improvements to Mansell Mill Road and the intersection at Mansell Mill and Valley Forge Road, temporary improvements. Mm -hmm. It also includes emergency access or proposed emergency access drive from the development through the Valley Forge Towers property back to Mansell Mill Road. Uh, the a representative of developers here, if there's any questions, and I can uh, to go over some of the waiver requests as well as if the board wants, I can put up a, an overall site plan. Okay. And I can provide some, yeah. some little bit more background on where we got today and some details of those conditions. As Mr. Hamaday said, I'm sure the board is well aware of, of this project having been before you at, at different phases. Um, it was before you um, uh, previously for discussions and um, recently there are some conversations about waivers being requested. Uh, at one point in time there was a waiver that preliminary slash final plan approval be provided which is why that's depicted on the agenda. However, at this time they're only requesting preliminary plan approval. Mm -hmm. So if approved tonight, it would come back before the board for a final plan approval where they would address a number of the outstanding comments uh, that are in some of our professional review letters. As Mr. Hamaday said, there is a condition that they uh, perform those intersection improvements at Mansell Mill Road and Valley Forge Road as, as part of this approval. Um, there's also the condition that they pay the $250,000 in the Act 209 fee, which would be paid gradually in four installments as those units come on board and cars are starting to actually occupy the roads. Uh, they have met with the Planning com uh, Commission on, on at least two occasions. Uh, the first uh, for, the, for the preliminary plan consideration, which was recommended uh, with certain conditions, uh, requested by the Planning Commission, which are incorporated into this ordinance, including the installation of a playground or tot lot on the property uh, for the residents' use. There is the discussions in the past about the emergency access ways. There is a condition that they do obtain those necessary emergency access pathways uh, on both sides of the property and have been working with both the sewer authority on the one side and the towers on the other. Uh, again, um, the, the condition is that they do obtain those, those accesses, and if that's not able to be done, um, they're, they're going to work something out. But assuming that they do, this plan will have, will, will move forward. Um, there was originally a waiver for a reduction in a stormwater outlet pipe that has mm -hmm. been withdrawn, so that is uh, not being requested today, is not within this resolution. Uh, again, the preliminary final uh, consideration is not uh, in this resolution. That waiver was withdrawn as well. Um, there was a waiver uh, that was originally requested that went before the Planning Commission actually last night and was reviewed and recommended by the Planning Commission, in fact, and that was to reduce the cart width from 28 feet to 24 feet for the interior road along the property. However, uh, upon evaluation and pursuant to Section 917 of the Pennsylvania Municipalities Code, uh, we've determined that that waiver did not need to be requested in this situation because uh, they filed that conditional use application which started this project off uh, prior to that ordinance that changed the cartway width from 24 to 28, about a month or so before. And then the subdivision application was filed one month after the conditional use application was granted using that same plan that depicted the, the, the 24. So um, 
the conditional use application, according to the NPC, vested uh, the rights uh, that were shown on that plan under this very uh, specific situation, uh, which then allowed them to proceed with that 24 feet uh, cart width. So again, uh, although that was reviewed and recommended by the Planning Commission, uh, it's not on the agenda or on the resolution today, uh, again, because of that determination that that is uh, not necessary to be requested. The remaining three waivers which were requested uh, were also reviewed and recommended by the Planning Commission. Okay. And I'm happy to ask, uh, answer any questions about any of the conditions, but I do see that uh, Attorney Joseph Bryan is here. You may be well aware of seeing him on a number of occasions on this project. <laughs> Good evening, Mr. Bryan. Good evening. I have no questions. I agree with the presentation that your solicitor took from me. So. <laughs> okay, so. we've had quite a number of conversations over the past few days yeah, on so, um, all of this. We yeah. are here to agree that, uh, as suggested by your solicitor, we're here to ask for permanent land development approval and those three waivers. We withdraw any of uh, the other waivers. There are other three waivers that we had, and they're not before the board. Um, we intend to come back after our engineer files a response letter to the township engineer based on the township's engineer review and they work out the issues in that response letter and okay. we'll be back with a modified and revised plan at that point in time okay um, does anyone have questions for mr, mr. Bryan? just uh, mr. Wax? just very quickly just as a reminder um, obviously my my fellow supervisors are aware and if you've been following this uh, development over the, the last few months uh, you would also be aware that I am now recused on this matter uh, due to uh, the developer having uh, conversations with the Valley Forge Towers where I am a condo owner that would result in uh, the developer paying for, um, paying for emergency ingress and egress rights through, an, through use of an easement. Uh, because there is that pecuniary interest, um, I am recused and I have submitted a letter to the township to that extent. Thank you, Madam Chair. Okay, thank I, you. I should point out before the board votes that there are members of the, of the towers here tonight. Uh, they have been very cooperative with us for the last five to seven years. We, as we all know, we met with them first and went over the actual design and plan and the density, the design, and the uh, basically basic uh, land development of that site was looking at theirs first. There will be one other issue that probably will have at final land development before the board uh, Jeffrey Orleans continues to tweak the elevations. If you recollect that uh, Joe McGorry had filed a de declaration with elevations attached, they've already been changed a couple times and you have approved it. We will go back to them if there's any further change to that and to the board before it changes, but probably at some point in time if the board agrees and they agree, those changes will be incorporated into a revision of that matter on record with Montgomery County recorded. Okay, as long as there are no point. shocking surprises. There is no shocking surprises. Very minimal. Okay. But we just want to make sure that in the future, nobody looks at it and says that's not exactly what was filed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Noted. Uh, Vice Chair Garzilla. I just had a, a couple of uh, small questions. We have, we've all gotten to know this development plan very well. And I think that through all of the, um, evolutions that we've gone through, I think we're arriving at a, a much better place finally. 
Um, I'm glad that we're going through the process of doing preliminary approval rather than doing final approval at this point because there's some, some issues that still aren't resolved completely. Um, so I'm very appreciative that we've gotten to the point that it's a preliminary approval. Um, just little questions that I had is, I don't know if I saw on a plan where the tot lot is to be located. So I just wanted some clarification. Um, there may not be details about the tot lot, but um, hopefully there are some, um, some parameters, but I didn't know where that would be located and what that would include. Well, I have Larry Dugan with me and he can come up and talk as well, but I will suggest to you that If I can, Skip, we're going to place this off of this okay. uh, basically, turn here, correct? It's right in that area there. Mm -hmm. Last night, the commission did request that we take a look at, and I know you're looking at it with them as well, whether we would have additional parking. I know there's some concern about safety with regard to the fire marshal and the board. So we talked to them last night at Glenn, Bill was there listening to it, that they may want to put some parking in that back area, and then some parking going along, so there's maybe additional, we, we can fit about 17 or so, 15 to 17 additional parking spaces throughout the community. And talking to John, who decided that would be done as a prepare and submit final nail We'll show to you first, before we go forward, any plans, but those plans may move the tot lot if that's one of the locations here, that's some parking will go. So there may be, and Larry, correct me if I'm wrong, the tot lot may be in this section in here between the buildings. Before, before final approval, we'll have the location of the tot lot. The, uh, Skip is correct. Uh, first of all, good evening. My name's Larry Dugan. I'm with J.P. Orleans. Good I've been here before. Uh, sure. But that would be the, the location of the, uh, the proposed location of the tot lot in that back area right now. Okay. I and, think. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I would think that it might make sense, even if it was in that back area, not in between the buildings, that maybe people that are on the um, the opposite diagonal corner, maybe they want to. If they have small children that don't want to walk that distance, they could use some of the parking then to park their cars, to play with their children at that hot lot. So that that would make sense to me anyway to add some parking in that area. Uh, that's correct. There is parking in there, and we're also talking about whether we uh, expand that parking in the area because there's also the mailbox cluster, if you can see, in that particular area as well. Um, the other question, uh, not necessarily a question, but I wanted to just put on record that that the uh, roads will not be turned over to Upper Marion Township. They will be maintained by the Homeowners Association. So all maintenance, road maintenance, and um, snow removal and things like that will be handled by the HOA and not uh, directed toward the township. That's correct. Yes. The roads will be privately owned. They'll be maintained and owned by an HOA. Homeowners Association, condominium associations, stormwater management basins within the community will also be owned and maintained by the HOA. So there will be no improvements 
except for, I don't know if the, the pump station, the pump station may be dedicated to the sewer authority, depending on whether the sewer authority wants to take it. Um, if not, then it will be owned and maintained by the, uh, the homeowners association. And I know also with the cartway width that there was discussion about no vehicles being able to park, uh, parallel park on the cartway. And um, I was wondering if there's going to be any type of signage or enforcement or what, what the um, HOA will plan to do to enforce that. There will be, there will be no parking signs uh, placed within the community where, where we're needed or we're located in, in open space areas so that people will be aware. We've also said that, um, you know, we will afford, uh, maybe that's not the right word, the township, the uh, enforcement rights on no parking so that they can enforce it as well as the condominium association or the okay. HOA. Will there be internal towing possibly that if people are parked there that, that um, the HOA would contact towing rather than having our police department have to have additional um, duties put upon them? We can consider that. I mean, typically what we've done in, in, in other communities uh, where there's privately owned main, uh, roads, we have given the township the enforcement rights so they ticket people. Um, and that seems to be a, at least a, an effective deterrent in, in, in certain cases. Okay, okay thank you. If I can I just have. follow up with, uh, again on the parking, just because that's been an issue. Um, in more recent developments, as well as some of our older developments, um, which are have some similarities with, with this one. Um, when you say that there will be some reserved parking for to see if you need it or not, how would that be determined? And who would determine that, that you would need extra parking spaces? And, and how would that be paid? Would there be money in escrow to cover the cost of a new parking lot? And my last question related sure. to that is, what does that do to the percent impervious? So uh, the last question is the easiest. I mean, our engineers have looked at it. We don't believe it will have a, a significant effect on the impervious coverage. What we've looked at is, um, don't quote me on this, I think there's like 45 excess parking spaces right now, not including the driveways and garages in the community. Mm -hmm. um, we looked at it and we had our engineer and I think we presented uh, a uh, red line of the plans last night to the planning commission that showed uh, approximately 17 17 and so it and and look we're we're willing to include those spaces now right we're willing to put those spaces in when we do the improvements it was more a question of uh, whether the town thought that was appropriate for us to do and we can work with the township engineers from prelim to final to make a determination as to whether the town would want us to put those parking spaces in at this point in time. Because they're really in locations. Um, The parking, the excess parking that we were talking about is to put some parking in this area, maybe expand that by one, back here, parking, more parking there, in those locations. Now, and, and so there was a conversation at the Planning Commission as to whether they're needed. Um, while we're doing site development, that would be the time to put these in if, if needed, right? So 
we can work with the township engineer during prelim to final uh, to get the township's input to see if they're needed, if they want them. We can then put them in at that time, or we can put the, the curb cuts in. Um, the curb cuts so that you wouldn't have to come back and, and you know, rip out the curb in those areas. But frankly, it would be um, easier to put them in as site development. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, given the fact that, um, are, are there, you said there are garages. There, every house, many? two car garages. Two car, okay. All right, no, it's easy to do it now. Um, and given that there's no on-street parking because of the width of the cartway, um, I think it's more important than in other places that you have enough spaces so people are not tempted to park on the cartway. So um, I'd, I'd like to see those numbers and those plans when you come back with the next iteration. And we can work with the township engineer to uh to incorporate them. Thank you. Um, we also had one other thing we wanted. Yep. Yes. Can you bring that down where we shoot? Since, it, since the tower, our friends at the towers are here, uh, they can verify for you that we've already worked out that red area is the emergency access area that mm -hmm. they would grant us by easement. The location of the easement area has been agreed upon. Now we're back and forth. We're waiting. For, we're there. For them. We offer it to them. We're waiting for them, and they're turning to come back to us. Okay. Probably okay. What we agree to do is we agree to gate this. It will only be there. There's it'll be at the tower driveway, which will only be able to basically fire the car people or any other type of emergency. Fire will be the same way. So if you don't be cutting through from Manchester to the development, mm -hmm. there will be black top that will fix those. That's correct, yes. If I can just jump on that. So, okay, where you're leaving from the new development, yes. it's coming south on kind of an S. Is it going to go in two directions? Is it going to go to Mansell Mill Road and also have the option of going, making a right turn from there into the towers? No. If, you're, if you are at Mansell Mill condominiums, townhouses, your access will be here in an emergency. But that's Mansell Mill Road. Correct. I thought we were trying to avoid that. Well, Wait, maybe okay. That's how it's been discussed. Am I right, guys? Well, well, let me let me just ask this because I I want to get to some, a little bit of nuts and bolts. Um, Mr. Walco, can you tell tell us and tell the the residents what the difference is between a preliminary plan approval and a final plan approval, and what can happen between the two two approvals? Uh, generally, the the differences are what's put forward in your, your subdivision and land development ordinance. Uh, usually, your, or it should be that your final plan approval has more specific levels of details um, on, on items such as stormwater, um, you know, more elevations, more, uh, uh, more of the, the details of, of the plan or the PCSM plans. However, it, it does 
come back and there are opportunities uh, to provide additional um, site plan revisions, such as the ones we're talking about now, identifying where the tot lot is, mm -hmm. identifying additional parking is, putting the notes that it be held in reserve. So this plan will need to come back uh, before this board and it'll be given an opportunity to provide additional conditions uh, related to, to what might be shown, what's being discussed today. Um, if there'd be, uh, I, I think it's unlikely that there, I mean, if you're approving a plan that shows an emergency condition, your, your uh, access way, you're moving forward and, and they're going to proceed with that being the case. However, they can always change that voluntarily if, if you as the board like to see what's being changed in, in that time. While we're still discussing this with the towers, and as I said, representative of the towers are here, we understand what you're saying, Madam Chairman. So we're, I think from our standpoint, we'll talk to them. The gate, the emergency access then would have to be open though, because we have agreed with the towers that the gate at their location would be locked. So if there was an emergency, somehow emergency vehicles or somehow somebody at the towers would be able to open it if people were to turn right and go out mm -hmm. that direction. To me, it was more if the towers had a problem, like they had a few months ago, they could go this direction. Mm -hmm. And then the other issue I know that arose a few months ago is when they were running out of water, then they could go to Mansell Mill and get water from one of the hydrants up there. Okay, but I was assuming, that's a bad word, I know, um, I thought you were working on something where the emergency access to and from the new development was going to be through the part where the, I believe there the tennis courts are, where that, it wasn't gonna go just to Mansell Mill Road, kind of on that S-curve, because what if there's a problem further down on Mansell Mill? You can't get out. I, so I thought the, I thought, unless I'm totally mistaken, I, I thought the actual, you know, zero hour emergency exit was going to be through where the tennis courts are at the towers. And I, if I can, Mrs. Sure. Kenny, at the Planning Commission last night, uh, Mr. Ryan and, and, the, and Larry, uh, as well as their engineer, did indicate that they would look at Mm -hmm. This area here, with mm -hmm. regard to that turn, one of the questions was, can an emergency vehicle come through the towers and make the left, or come mm -hmm. uh, from the uh, uh, townhouse development and make the right to mm -hmm. get to the parking lot? So they are looking at that. But okay. I think there may be a little bit of confusion. This is an, em this is an emergency, this is an easement for emergency access. So this would be for emergency vehicles. I don't think this, the intent is to allow the development individuals, the homeowners, to use this as a roadway. No, no, yeah. no. But they that are going to look at emergency. This, sure. this, I guess, intersection to see if emergency vehicles and cars and trucks could make that mm -hmm. left and right turn. Right. Because it's sharper. So they are going to do that. Am I? That's, I'm, I, 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 Mr. Hamaday, I think that's correct. I mean, the intention of this, and I was just talking to Skip about uh, the emergency access, is to provide a benefit not only to our community, but also to the towers, right? So it has to provide accessibility to both parcels. 
uh, in order to do that. Um, and that, I believe, was the intention. Ms. Kane, well, and I think, I, I think there's one other point, though. Some of the examples that were used as to why this needed to be done to help both developments yeah. was the water catastrophe that we had. Yeah. And should there be a significant event at Mansell Mill, there may be a short duration time period, yeah. one, two hours, where vehicles would have to move from the towers out onto Mansell Mill Road and come down if the actual entrance to the towers were blocked. blocked. Mm -hmm. So yep. this serves as the ability to take a passenger yep. car out that way. And this gives two routes, one back to Mansell Mill for the towers, and should there be one needed, it could go the other way. Other way for, into the right. But, but the primary reason would be to move emergency vehicles of all types and also to provide secondary water supplies should they be needed at the towers. Um, so I think it, in, in theory it solves both issues. However, the probability of actually using it would be for emergency equipment if there were a significant event or to evacuate people. I, I, I agree. I, I, I mean, that, I, yeah, that would be the, the, the primary intent. I'm told by the representatives here at the towers that they, they already have their road. They can get out. Mm -hmm. So they're not looking to have us hook up, up right. all that word. But my concern is what if where the where the hotel is, further down on Mansell Mill. There's a hotel on the left-hand side. What if there is an accident at that intersection nobody can get through there? Then this doesn't help the people if they're just coming on that S down back to Mansell Mill. They can't get through there. That's why I'm asking about them coming out of there and then going into the, I don't know what to call it, the horizontal road that goes back towards the tennis courts, then that would be a way out of the apartments up there. And that's what I thought the proposal was. So, so Ms. That, Kenny, that the, was not what we thought the, it was. The fire, marshal, the fire marshal originally reviewed this and came up with two options. Yes. There's the option one or the option two. And the option one, I believe, is what you described. But mm -hmm. this was the option two. And both option one and option two were, were acceptable to, to the fire marshal, which is why we incorporated that condition hmm. um, that he complied, that they comply with either option one or option two, this being option two, uh, into this resolution. But if Mansell Mill has a problem further down, nobody can get out uh, from the apartments. But they are going to look at that term, so like right. Mr. General okay. said, in the short duration, it is possible that individuals from the Townhouses could, for a short duration, okay. make that turn okay. to go out onto mm -hmm. the parking lot, and that that okay. will be really the fire marshal or the uh, emergency management personnel can make that decision during an incident. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that looks different from what I was mm -hmm. anticipating. I think these reflect the options suggested by the fire marshal at this point mm. uh. okay and the option that uh, the towers has approved as well if you remember there's going to be a gate at the towers one of the requirements is to gate the towers and so nobody could go through there anyway without emergency vehicles or somehow the fire marshal going there and opening the gate or driving through it mm -hmm. or, well, yeah, but the right. point is mm -hmm. if someone was coming out Mansell Mill and if wanted an to emergency. make that left, and yeah. try to get through there, they couldn't unless it was open for them. 
the decision would ultimately be made by whoever is in command of, of that particular right. incident, whether it's, it's a police sergeant or a police lieutenant or a fire exactly. chief. Exactly. That's who's going to make the decision. That's right. And it would be infrequent at best, in my estimation. If there was that and, type of an emergency, they would probably make that decision to do what they had to do to get it open. Exactly. And in all probability, if somebody, if there's an accident and it's going to take an hour to clear it, it would be no different than you were on a Schuylkill Expressway and you sat on the Schuylkill Expressway for an hour. I agree so, with you, Bill. So you're not going to, you're only going to move it in a very, very extreme type of, of challenge or event. Okay. All righty. Uh, Supervisor Phillips, did you have questions? Nope. Okay. Just a couple of things. Sure. I think you've exhausted all of my comments from the Planning Commission, but I did want to comment okay. that the PC uh, did approve it uh, last night to move through. The, um, I did want to comment on the elevations, though, and I'm, I'm trusting Mr. Orleans is going to be creative and do the right thing here. But we did have a developer come in uh, about two years ago uh, with, a with, with their particular development and came in after the fact and said, oh, we made a slight mistake and we need to raise the buildings uh, eight or nine feet, which would have put it above the height that the code permits. And of course, we didn't permit that. So I'm just, if you're going to come back with something like that, it's probably going to be a non-starter. But I'm sure he'll have a we are not. Okay. Let me. You know, I'll go on the record. We are not. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, 40 feet. Uh, we're under 40 feet. Okay. And then the, the last item on the roadway, uh, I believe, uh, and Ashton, you can double check this, but I believe this is the last plan that is in the queue that would be in the 24-foot cartway. I think everything from now on will be a 28-foot cartway. It, it would, this, this was the last plan filed prior to October uh, 20, 20 to uh, not have to apply. Okay with the new and, requirements. And, and I am of the opinion, as you are, let's put the parking in now. Be done with it. Because mm -hmm. to change behavior of people who are mm -hmm. parking in a cartway and try to get them to change a year and a half or two years into this development right. would be more of a nightmare um, than putting them in now and letting them live with it and understand it. Well, that's the case of the board. Well, what we should do then is put the parking in on the final lane development. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and just show it as being so done. Is parking. Yep. Okay, and with that additional parking, that's not going to change um, the requirements that we have for pervious versus impervious. We we looked at that. We had our engineer look at it preliminarily yesterday, um, and he did not think it was a significant issue, and it wouldn't change or impact the uh, stormwater management facilities. Okay. Now that's up to 17 parking spaces, correct? Right. That's about 17. That's where that's where we went okay. to. Yeah. We felt that was sufficient, and kept a lot of green still. Okay. So we're looking at putting another 17 in there, which gets us to about 67 total. Okay. Yeah, it's always harder to add people add spaces mm -hmm. and have people change their habits. Okay. So, um, any other questions? Do we have any, do we do questions from the public now before we have a motion? Okay. Any questions from the public or comments? Jim Davis, 820 Mansell Mill Road. There was some discussion as to uh, the intersection of Mansell Mill and uh, Valley Ford Road, Route 23. Uh, initially, uh, we spoke about uh, putting a traffic, si a regular traffic signal in down there. I don't know if the amount of uh, volume of traffic warrants that or not, but then uh, the last 
presentation. I heard that was going away because of the expense of it. Uh, uh, certain people didn't want to contribute. Uh, so I just wondered what the status of that is at this point. Okay, you're talking about this traffic signal? Okay, Mr. Bryan or Mr. Um, um, the, the, we've agreed to do temporary traffic improvements to Valley Forge Road and Mansell Mill Road, which include a temporary traffic signal um, as requested by the township engineer and our engineer, and they're working to finalize those plans, but it will include a temporary signal with the understanding that PennDOT has, uh, I guess, mm -hmm. the Trout Run uh, project on its capital books, and uh, whatever we do may be removed, for lack of a better term, when they do that. So, but our, our plan is, and it's part of the resolution tonight, that we're going to do PennDOT traffic improvements to that intersection. Okay, thank you. Um, any other comments from the public? Yes. And Please state your name and Hi, thank you live. very much. My name is Richard Vitrone. I live at Valley Forge Towers. I am the president of the 2000 building, and I'm also president of the association, the community association. We have worked, Jay and I and our committees have worked with this for the last 10 years. Me, myself, for the six. Uh, we, are, we are extremely happy for the relationship we built with the contractor, the lawyer, the Orleans group. Uh, they are doing the right thing. They are doing everything to take care of two things, property values in our community. Um, another townhouse community will bring lots of revenue. It will bring more qualified people to the area. And we strongly, we strongly recommend respectfully that you approve this plan. And Jay, do you have something to say? Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Mr. Patron. Could you please state your name My as name well? My name is Jay Kasman. I'm on the board of the 2000 building on the towers. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm also on the board of the community center. I've been involved with the committee in regard to this Piazza site for at least seven years. And you all know, with the support of the board, they wanted to put in a warehouse, and that was stopped. We got them to clean up the site, so the asbestos and all of that has been removed. We're in a situation now where Orleans is being very cooperative with us. Um, they started out with 129 certain units. When we asked them and we discussed it, they reduced it to where it's now at 119 where they had units that were higher, they did adjust it so that it would not affect our view. These units do not come over the first floor level of our, our property. We, when the township asked us to put in that emergency road, we said we'd be glad to allow our property to be used for that purpose. I can't imagine that the township would want tractor trailers coming out of that Manson uh, that uh, road on to 23. I think this is the best thing that we can do. I would really appreciate it if the board would consider it very seriously because after seven years, I think we've come to a point where it's time to make a, a proper decision. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Kasman. Um, anyone else with comments, questions? Okay. 
Anyone else? Uh, if, uh, if I'm in order at this I'll time. I'll just have a comment real quick. Uh, okay. Those gentlemen over the past seven years were great to work with. We probably met every other month for a long period of time, and I got very fond of them. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your cooperation and your help as well. I was, I was just going to mention that. Yes. Uh, I got an email from him uh, saying that he couldn't be here this evening and that he supports this plan as it is. Um, and he's been very involved as well. Thank you for bringing that up as well. I'll make one other funny comment. Yes. When this started, I didn't have any grandchildren. Now I have four. <laughs> you know what? I'm in the same boat. I had none when, you, when we started in 2012. I have four as well. <laughs> so, Mr. Genoway. Uh, if I'm in order to stop the production of the grandchildren, uh, we're going to move to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to move to accept the preliminary plan for uh, the Matsell Mill development. Okay. I'll second that. Yeah. All right. Moved by Supervisor Genoway, seconded by Supervisor and, and Phillips. Order that that would be, and that point of order would be with, with the waivers. Oh. With the waivers. With the waivers. Yes, with the waivers. Do we need to read the waivers, or are we good with, we're all aware. Okay. Okay. Any other comments or questions or discussion by the board, by the public? Okay, hearing or seeing none. Uh, all in favor, please say aye. 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 And opposed? Okay, four, four, zero against, one abstention. So hopefully okay. that puts to bed all the grandchildren talk, because <laughs> I'm, I'm not ready for that. He, he started it. <laughs> I, I, just, I just have one quick clarification that yes. John and I talked about today, and I don't know if, if there was a change to the begin, beginning and continuing or not. Uh, no, it, it's not. There was a there was a request um, for the last line regarding the Mansell Mill Road and Valley Forge intersection improvements, where uh, there's a little concern that due to delays that are beyond the control of the applicant, whether it be pen dots, you know, moving slowly through the permit process, or whether it be weather, uh, there is a desire, obviously, um, to try to get them to commence those intersection improvements as quickly as possible, and this resolution conditions do try to uh, state that they need to work promptly and quickly to, to, to start, commence, and finish those intersection improvements. Um, but certainly, uh, if they are not able to start those improvements and continue the improvements due to permitting issues through no fault of their own, uh, the understanding is that would not be held against the applicant. If, and again, it would be up to our traffic engineer to, to make the determination to advise us that uh, hey, they, they're dragging their feet, or hey, this isn't their fault, and that we, the, the board would, would be relying upon our traffic engineer uh, to make that determination. And, and to follow up, I'm already in communication with the people at um, the warehouse, proposed warehouse for Amazon. I have a contact. I mean, Eli Khan and I are very good friends, so he gave me the contacts at Amazon. I've been in touch with them. They are looking at it now with regard to that little spur. Uh, they haven't said they'll give it. They haven't said it's going to cost anything. It's just where it is at this point in time. They also told me that they will be putting in improvements as well. So what I'm trying to do is see if we can find out what their improvements are. So when they put improvements in, they're not tearing up in a year and a half or two years from now the improvements that we put in for you. So I'm trying to coordinate with that as well. And we have to get all that done before we can file for an application for, from PennDOT 
and that's the pen, that's the concern I have that that ought to be put together in order to get out the pen dot because if we don't have that right of way from Amazon we can't apply. Mm. Okay, understood. Thank you. Okay, all right. Congratulations then so far, and thank you for thank you all for your assistance with everything and as well as Mr. Davis and your questions and uh, we're on to the next item. Well thank you for the okay. approval tonight and we will work okay. hard to get the engineering in together and in the meantime I'll be working on trying to get the at least everything put together to apply to PennDOT. Okay very good thank you. Okay the next item uh, resolution 2022-05 Pennsylvania Act 537 Sewage Facilities Planning Module. Mansell Mill Road Townships Development, JP Orleans, authorization for the proper township officials to submit to PADEP sewage facilities planning modules for the subject property as a proposed revision to the township's official sewage facilities plan. Uh, I believe I will turn this to you, Mr. Hamaday. Yes. Has just given preliminary plan approval for the 119 townhouses. Those additional townhouses will be connected to the township's mm -hmm. sanitary sewer, which will require the township to amend their 537 sewage facilities plan for the township. This uh, uh, resolution will allow, authorize us to provide DEP with the update uh, on the proposed sewage for the uh, town's development. And that will include the connection of those 119 homes as well as the proposed pump station that they will be installing or the developer will be installing. Okay. So, so effectively it's a definite housekeeping type of issue yes. for this yes. development. They, they couldn't right. flush without this Exactly. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Well, they could. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so, Madam Chair, I do have yes. a question for our township engineer. Will this be included in our Act 97 plan or 94? Or chapter 94, I should say. It would be, yes. Yeah. Okay. So are we working working on that at this point? We haven't. Um, it was already completed, so we will, the, 90, the chapter 94 wouldn't be with Remington and Vernick. That is done by uh, the uh, sewer authority engineer. Arrow? Yeah. Okay. Arrow. Okay. Yeah, Arrow. I am policy. Yes, Arrow. Arrow. Yeah. Okay. So it will be Mr. Phillips. Okay. Uh, can I have a motion to proceed with uh, resolution 2022-05? I'll make a motion to approve the resolution. Okay, thank you, Supervisor Phillips. Second from? I'll second. Okay, second from Vice Chair Garzillo. Thank you. Uh, any other questions or discussion? Seeing none, none from the public. Okay, all in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Uh, are you... Recusing yourself from this one, Mr. Wex? I think yeah, this one. Yeah, I think I'm okay to is, vote on this. This is a resolution that okay. we will be submitting. So you're voting yes. Yeah. Okay, thank you. So it's 5-0. Thank you. Uh, the next item, resolution 2022-09, authorization to move forward with 2022 general obligation bond issuance. Consideration of resolution number 2022-09, authorizing the proper township officials and consultants to undertake action necessary with respect to the proposed issuance of general obligation bonds in order to provide funds to finance certain capital projects, real estate acquisitions, and the purchase of capital equipment. Um, I believe this is yours, Mr. Hamaday, please. 
Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you, Mrs. Kenny. Uh, this resolution will, uh, the board will, with this resolution, the board will authorize the proper township officials uh, to take any action necessary to move forward with the bond issue. That will be with preparing the documents, advertising the proposed ordinance, uh, dealing with Moody's, uh, making application to uh, the state. It also outlines those individuals selecting uh, Fox Rothschild, Mr. Walco uh, as a township solicitor, Fox Rothschild as bond counsel, uh, and Benning and Scattergood as our financial consultant. Uh, and allow those individuals to take actions necessary to move this along uh, or the proposed borrowing along. Yeah. Okay. All um, Does anyone have any, oh, should we get a motion first or? So moved. Okay, move to uh, authorize resolution 2022-05. No, wait a minute, which one are we doing oh, nine. here? Oh, nine. Sorry, oh, nine. I'll second the resume. Um, second from yeah. Supervisor Phillips. We had we had the motion by Supervisor Wax. Now, any questions or discussion? Okay, I would just point out um, previously in the consent agenda, we had authorized um, resolution accepting a deed in lieu of condemnation, um, where we are taking ownership of a portion of Summit Street uh, that will be used for open space. And one of the uses for this bond issue is to get, uh, do the same, purchase additional open space for the township. Uh, the biggest complaint, well, the biggest complaint we get in the township usually is about traffic. The second biggest is loss of open space and too much development. So by virtue of this bond, we will be getting um, more funds, not just to use for capital infrastructure and um, projects, but also real estate acquisition, which will result in the township owning open space property. Uh, we have some places in mind and uh, we'll move forward in the next year, we hope, with some of those acquisitions. So that said, um, may I have a motion to, oh, do, we, do, do you have anything else, Mr. Hamaday, on this? Okay, um, may I have a motion to uh, move forward with this resolution? I have. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Then all in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Okay. It passes 5-0. And we will move forward with the bond. All right. I'm starting to get the hang of this, folks. <laughs> Practice will make perfect. All right. Next, the final uh, item is item I. Resolution 2022-10, borrowing proceeds reimbursement for 2022 capital project expenses. Consideration of resolution number 2022-10 to provide reimbursement to the township for expenses incurred for the proposed 2022 capital projects from the proceeds of any bonds, notes, or other instrument issued for the projects as outlined in said resolution. Mr. Hamaday. Thank you, Mrs. Kenny. This resolution, if adopted by the board, will allow us to reimburse ourselves, basically it says costs, for 60 days prior to the, the resolution for those actual costs that we've spent on any of those designated projects. Now, th there'll, be, there'll be actual brick and mortar expenses. It wouldn't be design costs, et cetera. Uh, the board is aware that some of the proposed borrowing 
uh, will be utilized for a, uh, the uh, Tannery Creek stream bank stabilization project that the board has to do based on a lawsuit settlement. Mm -hmm. So if this pro the Tannery Drive project commences uh, with actual construction prior to uh, us borrowing the money, we would be able to front the money and then reimburse ourselves mm -hmm. out of the general, uh, okay. for that back. So that would be an fund. example of one of the capital projects Yes, that projects would be quite for an which example we get reimbursed. If, if the board wishes purchasing open space prior to going to complete the bond issue, uh, we'll be able to reimburse ourselves for that. Okay. As long as it's part of the identified capital projects that you will identify when you finally determine the amount and the projects of a borrowing. Okay, all right, thank you. Uh, can I have a motion to approve this resolution 2022-10? So moved. Okay, thank you. Supervisor Genoway and second? I'll second. Second, Vice Chair Garzillo. Uh, any questions or discussion? I just have one question for Mr. Hamaday. Mr. Hamaday, you said that this would, if we went that retro 60 days, it is just for brick and mortar, so it wouldn't pay for any engineering fees and no, it wouldn't. So it's really just for actual mm -hmm. costs. It would be for acquisition. It would be for bricks and mortar construction costs, some material supply. Land and land. It would not be for consulting or yeah. plans or anything to that. Okay, thanks yeah. for Or legal fine. fees, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And land. And land, yes. Okay. Okay, any other question, comments? Okay. Uh, all in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes 5-0. Thank you. Um, next, we have accounts payable and payrolls. We would like to pay our bills, I trust. Uh, can I have a motion? Motion to, to pay the bills and the accounts payable and payrolls. Okay. Second. Um, motion by Genoway and second by Phillips. Sorry, I'm just moving along here. Uh, any questions or comments? Anyone from the public? Okay, seeing none. Uh, all in favor? Oops. No, oh, okay. All right, false alarm. All right, all in favor, please signify by aye. 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 Opposed? Passes 5-0. Uh, do we have any additional business from uh, my colleagues? Mr. West. Uh, thank you, Chair Kenny. I just want to remind our residents uh, that we are now just slightly more than two months away from the 2022 Board of Community Assistance annual application deadline, which is set for April 15th of this year. The Board of Community Assistance provides grants to organizations which provide services to people who live in Upper Marion Township and provides scholarships to graduating high school seniors who live in Upper Marion Township and are continuing their education after high school graduation. It could be college or it could be trade school or um, anything that is considered um, post high school education. Uh, if, for more information about the Board of Community Assistance, you can find a lot of it on the Township website under the uh, Government tab and the sub tab, which I believe is entitled Authorities, Boards, and Commissions. Uh, I also strongly suspect that at the March Board of Supervisors business meeting, uh, we will once again hear from the chair of the BCA who comes every year to make a PowerPoint presentation about the BCA and the entire process. The BCA has provided over $1 million in grants and scholarships throughout its history. We have this incredibly unique program in this township that you're not gonna find in a municipality of this size to this extent 
pretty much anywhere else, certainly not anywhere else in the region. Uh, so please take advantage of it if you can. Um, and, you know, I look forward to, you know, answering any questions or the BCA members. Uh, they are also listed on the Township website. They are happy to answer whatever questions you have, and you will hear much more about this in the next, four, uh, next six to eight weeks. Thank you so much, Madam Chair. Okay. Thank you, Supervisor Wax. Uh, Supervisor Phillips. Thank you, Madam Chair. I only have uh, really one issue. Uh, this year, we have a really unique situation in that the Super Bowl is actually the day before Valentine's Day. So it's going to be a very interesting weekend. Uh, if you have not gotten your significant other something for Valentine's Day, time is running out because the Super Bowl will be all-encompassing. Uh, but who's playing? Really? Cincinnati Bengals and the LA. Uh, I'm a girl. I don't follow these things, but you know, so, like you do. So, it, but in all seriousness, it, it is. Um, for Valentine's Day. It, it oh, is an opportunity for people to party too much, to drink too much, and then to drive home. Do not do so. Mr. Phillips, if I can, you miss an opportunity to make a plug for the township's. Uh, uh, or the foundation's beer stein sale. So oh, well. and it, it's either or, Super Bowl or for your Valentine. Right. <laughs> and, and Mr. Hamity is absolutely correct. The foundation does have these lovely beer steins and they go for a nominal fee and you can get them here at the township building. Uh, but seriously, don't drink and drive. Uh, we, we, want, we need all of our citizens to be safe and secure. And uh, I know in my, my household, we will be rooting from Cincinnati um, this weekend, so since most of my extended family is from Cincinnati. So uh, good luck to all those who are, who are playing, and then uh, for those who are, are remiss in their, their Valentine's Day fortunes, good luck with that too. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> Bengals and Rams. I have to know this for my son. Okay. I can't talk that. No. Okay, great. So anything else from the board? Uh, anything from the public? Yes, sir, please come up. And state your name and where you live. Thank you. Uh, my name is John Dano. Uh, I reside at uh, 750 Hobbs Road in Wayne. And uh, I appreciate the time sure. with the board. And. Uh, I want to thank Mr. Hamaday for uh, his uh, help. I had a, a two-hour meeting with uh, Mr. Hamaday explaining to me what's going on on the property uh, adjoining my property. There, you're, I'm sure you're well aware of the big structure that's um, uh, being con going to be constructed. And... Uh, I have concerns of, uh, you know, the uh, approval of this project. Now, basically, right now, the only thing I would really like to address is the township to review the, uh, the slope uh, requirements on uh, the steep slope requirements, the 30% uh, ordinance and uh, I had this discussion with Mr. Hamaday we, uh, we brought up the uh, 
the uh, slope plan, uh, and I, I, I've looked at it closely, and I've sent copies to everybody where I marked where I feel that uh, this, this plan came up uh, conveniently at 29.99% uh, of uh, slope uh, and uh, it if if they if they had uh, let me let me just grab uh, my paper a second. Sure. Yes, and now we have the uh, in order to uh, arrive at this twenty nine point nine nine percent. I believe there is some really creative. Uh, marking out of the, of the disturbed area. And I can point to areas on this plan that I believe should have been included. In order to put this plan over 30%, it would take approximately 10 square feet to bring it over 30%. If, we in, if, if, if the disturbed area was increased by 560 feet, it would be at 31%. And I think I can point out at least 800 square feet that should have been included in the disturbed area, in the hatched area. And I sent each one of you a, a photo of this. It should be in an email. And it, those areas are, are uh, depicted in pink. And the contour lines uh, are uh, quite obvious that the, the areas that I depicted are in, in, they are inside of the slope area. So I have, I have here, I have here identified at least conservatively 1,600 square feet of disturbed area that are, is not recorded on this plan. And I would like to have a review with the township, Leanna. I would, I would like to sit down and review this plan and, and see if I am totally off base. I, like I said, if there was, if, if it was only 10 more square feet, they'd be, they'd be at 30%. If it's 100 square feet, they'd be in excess of 30%. So I think it was very creative of D.L. Howard to come up at 29.99 on, on this project. So I, I just wanted to ask for a review 
of this plan to see if it is actually in compliance with the 30% rule. Well, at this point, uh, who should we hear from? From Ms. Colubriali or Mr. Hamaday? Uh, uh, just uh, Mr. a little background. This, this is beyond my pay grade. Um, I am not the person to give you those answers, but um, Mr. Hamaday, if you'd like to start, please. Uh, if the, if the pleases the board and Mr. Dano, we did meet to try to go over those things, mm -hmm. and I do understand Mr. Dano's concern. However, you know, this project has been going on since April of 2021. So it's been uh, quite a long time. Um, we've, we've, on the township's end, have done its, has done its due diligence and requested that the owner and the owner's professionals provide us with sealed drawings showing compliance. Uh, they have submitted that slope delineation plan that actually shows that do, they do comply with our steep subordinates and only, I'll bet, disturb 29.99% of the slopes on the property. So, you know, a licensed professional engineer in the state of Pennsylvania prepared the plan as required by our ordinance. Um, Leanna and her office, licensed professional engineers uh, and surveys reviewed the plan and she has indicated that it complies. Um, one of the issues that is uh, apparent is that, Mr. Dando, we tried to go over everything, but we weren't working off of a scale drawing. So we, I tried to explain what was steep slope, what wasn't, why we had a reduction initially uh, between estimated and actual slopes. Um, you know, it's the pleasure of the board which, 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 how to direct us, but at this point we've issued all the permits because the sealed plans were reviewed and show compliance. Uh, and the, you know, the owner at this point has started construction or at least clearing of some of the lot. Mm -hmm. This is a single family home, I'll bet a large single family home, but we've asked mm -hmm. the owner of this property, based on the concerns of the neighbors, to go through more hoops than we would normally ask an individual who wants to build a single home. So, so Mr. Hamaday, you say review, and I'll, I'll ask the, our township engineer, did you do an independent calculation of these scaled plans to make sure that they comply? We reviewed, uh, sorry, we reviewed the areas that they provided, scaled the areas that they've determined to be the slopes, and agree with their calculations. So, so you've done an independent you just didn't take the professional engineer's word for it. You did your own calculations. No, we did our own calculations. I can't say because they have the benefit of using mm -hmm. um, surveying software and CAD software, whereas the design engineer has those sort of things, whereas we do not. To the best of our ability, we were able to confirm you know, what they've provided on the plan. Again, prepared by a licensed engineer in the state of Pennsylvania. Thank you. So there are effectively two different engineers who got the same results? Correct, yep. Okay. Um, separately, without consultation, without? Yeah, no, they submitted to us and you, we- You do it independently? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, no, I think we can clarify, I guess we should clarify that the data that was submitted on the plan, we didn't independently go out and survey, we didn't do that. We were taking and, and no, I'm I don't just, want to speak for you. I'm, I'm yeah. just talking yeah. about She was the confirming the data that they yeah. gave us. Yeah. I'm, I'm exactly. just confirming so, you know, yeah. the, they did an independent calculation yeah. based on the plans that were in front of them. Yes. 
And so they got the same same percentage that the design engineer got. Correct. Yeah. And that's really what I'm asking. Yeah. Ms. Cliverielli, did you do that on site or from the plans? No, from the plans. From the plans. And is that how it's traditionally done? That's the level, yep, yeah, that's typically the level of review that we do for something like this, yes. We're not able to go out to the site and, and measure because, you know, the owner provides the survey. It's typical, you know, for any other project at the same process. The owner, you know, surveys, puts their design plans together, submits it to the township, and then we review. Mr. Hammaday, who is responsible for field monitoring to assure that this plan will be met? I understand that 29.99 is extremely close to 30. Can, could I make a comment? Could we bring this plan up on the screen so I could show what I am talking about? Yeah, I have. It. I was just looking at it on my phone. Yeah, my hand on my phone. but I, I mean, it, if it in a, in a nice big version here, I could easily point out probably 200 square feet that weren't yeah. accounted for. Yeah. Well, but, my, to, but my question is, who's going to be responsible for monitoring this to make sure that they don't go beyond the indicated disturbance? Yeah. Well, the township inspectors will be doing that. Now, typically with a single-family home, we don't have the township engineer's inspector go out. You know, our own inspectors will do that. So the first step will be uh, determining whether or not the, their survey crew outlined the limits of disturbance. Um, I know Mr. Dano said during our meeting yesterday, and then he sent me a text today that they were working out there. So we did, did send marks to Droga. He actually went out there, verified that they have the limits of disturbance marked, they have all the ENS controls up per the, per the plan that was submitted. Um, so we will be monitoring that because we're going to be on site uh, uh, most of the time, whether we're being called or monitoring uh, that uh, construction. There's also the ability of the Montgomery County uh, Conservation District to go out because there is this issue of whether or not, and we have to be careful here, that they don't exceed one acre of disturbance because that triggers at the Conservation District a different type of permit that they need to issue. But our, our experience with them has not been the best no. for coming out whenever they're no. required to come out. Yeah. So it gets back to yeah. The, yeah. the tolerances here yeah. are, are concerning, uh, and it just needs to be a responsibility yeah. of the township yeah. to make sure as that long, they don't exceed yeah. any of that yeah. disturbance. As long as we can verify two things. One, uh, and Mark went out today, that they've marked the limit of disturbance. And then when we go out there, and then, you know, we may not get out there until they call us for an inspection, but I could say to this board and to the residents that Mr. Zadroga can make this a, a, a normal occurrence to inspect this. This way he can make sure that the contractor, the site contractor working on there and any other contractor is not exceeding or not uh, extending past the limit of disturbance that they're required. And he could because it's clearly a, marked on the plan. He could issue a yeah. cease and desist should he find that this yes. beyond the, the tolerances, okay. Mr. Dana, before you kind of show us where you want to do the 200, where you think you can find 200 square feet. Oh, I know I can. Well, no. So, so I, and I, I don't mean to insult you, but I, I do want to know your background. So what background do you have in the way of engineering um, construction? I am not an engineer. Okay. But this is not rocket science, looking at that. It is not rocket science. Contour lines are contour lines. 
The contour lines run through the disturbed okay, area. So, so just so I understand, you're an engineer or you're not an engineer? I am not an engineer. Okay. So what is your I am a corporate pilot. A what? A corporate pilot. Corporate pilot. I'm not, okay. I'm not, yes. I'm not okay. an engineer. I made my living as a pilot. Okay. All right. I, okay. I just was that's, curious what your background was. Okay. okay. So that's my background. But if we blow up the plan, I could easily show you at least 200 square feet of disturbed area that is not recorded on the hatched area. No, I don't. I don't have the, the picture that you sent. You know, this is this is the slope delineation plan that the applicant sealed, uh, that was prepared by their engineer, D.L. Howell. Well, here, you blow it up. I'll bring it up right here. This is actually. And before you before you start, Mr. Yeah. Calubrio, what is the what is the difference between the, Mr. Mr. Dano, Mr. Dano, hold on. So, so what, what is the, um, the difference between the different contours? Is it two foot, two foot? These are two foot contours. Okay. And then right, just for you. explanation too, so the light, the light gray is areas greater than 15% slope. The darker gray at the northern corner is where it's, that's a significant slope area. And the areas that they have hatched are their areas that they That's are disturbing. Slope, right? Correct, disturbing okay. within steep slopes. Okay, thank you. These two pieces right in here, that the contour lines don't change; they run right through this area. But the hatch area is here. The hatch area is here. The contour. Now this is a sealed plan approved. So that means that these contour lines that are running here are inside disturbed area. They're also running through this disturbed area. But somehow they notched it out right here. And this this is it right here, this little two sections there is two hundred square feet. Right there, that's 200 square feet. Right, I, tiny, I, no, no, I, I understand that, but what are, what's the difference between the contours? Huh? What's the, what's the distance between the contours at that particular point in time? Well, all I, like I said, I'm not an engineer. All I can tell you is that if, if this contour line is consistent, which it is, if you follow it through, it's consistent through this area, but for some reason, there's a notch here. There's, it, it's not depicted inside the hatched area. So this right here, this, this strand and this strand, there's 200 square feet right there. Hmm. And, and on my plan, I have put little pink dots in, in each instance where I see this happening. And you don't have to be an engineer to see this. This, this is a very obvious, ten, it, 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 it looks like it's about, I'd, I'd have to say a, a 10 by, I don't know, uh, 10 by 10, so it's, it's double that. So 10 by 20, 10 by 20 area. In this, in this, just in this one little area right here, 200 square feet, or 100 square feet, I'm sorry. No, that's 200 square feet. So, so in that particular area, do you know what the distance is between the contour lines? 
I don't know offhand. Same distance okay. that's right. over inside the hatch area. There could, there could be. The engineer depicted that as disturbed area. So they. Mr. Mr. Dano, Mr. Dano, with all due respect, I hear what you're saying. I'm asking the engineer her what, what she's seeing in terms of the distance, right? So there could if, be slight if, variations in the distance that would then. No uh, okay. So, so your your caliber is not determinative. You you have a that that would not be something that any engineer would use. Certainly, as an architect, I would never use that for for a plan. So, so you look. You're you're a pilot. You you do deal with some of these contour uh, issues on on some of your flight mats, right? Uh, so, the question though is, if if the contour is widened at that site and it, it blows it down, it will blow it down behind, uh, underneath that steep slope, right? So you, you would agree with me that if you're this way and there's two foot difference, this type of slope is different than this type of slope, right? Two foot difference. So it may be that it's just slightly wider there. You ran a straight edge on it, you could run that straight edge right down the contour through the two hatch areas. You could run a straight edge on it. Well, what if you run a straight edge on it and tell me that it, that it, it widened and they, and they eliminated that area? Well, no, so, so there, so, hey, that's exactly my point. It does widen there. It jogs. It, it, it absolutely does widen those contour lines. So, so, Mr. Hammity, do you see where the circle is? Can you put the cursor on there? This? That circle, and then the contour line to the left, this. right, is different. Yep. As you go down to the point apex of that triangle, it is wider there than it is where that, that circle is. And so, therefore, the slope would be different. But, but, but what you're pointing to, Mr. Dano, right now, that, that heavy black line, that is the proposed new slope. And yes, that will be steeper than what is there existing. Right. But I'm saying right, right here, if we go by contour lines, this narrow contour line, right there, that it's, it's disturbed area inside the hatch here, but over here, there's no hatch on it. I don't understand why there's no hatch on this very narrow section. There shouldn't be a hatch there. There's a narrow section and there's a slope. But there should be a hatch there. That right there, that's at least 60 square feet right there. But well, Mr. Phillips, you did point out that the new, the, 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 the slope determination will be with the new grade, not the underlying grade. There's some new grading that goes in here. So you'd only have to increase this 50 square feet and it, it would be outside of code. Well, I appreciate that, but that's not how you do the calculation, right? You don't, you don't increase it. What I'm seeing on that blow up, which I appreciate that we have this ability, is those contour lines, the distance between those lines is larger in those non-hatched areas than within the hatched areas. 
So, so the, the slope is actually falling away at that point. And the bl heavy black lines are the proposed new, new contours for that area. And so they're proposing, uh, and I'm assuming URMB is the garage? That's this is a, a that's, that's, I believe this is a, a courtyard. Yeah. A courtyard. Yeah. With a but that's driveway a soil, up to it? The soil type. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. so it's a courtyard for the driveway. Yeah. Um, Here, here's another part that I put into the paper. This is it's all hatched here, parallel lines, parallel lines, twelve feet is marked there. But somehow that area where the twelve feet and the arrow is, that that is eliminated from the hatched area. Ms. Colubrio, do they, ha do they have the uh, soil soil areas on this plan as well as the contours? The which type of? I'm sorry. So, so yeah, that's what, that's what the UMRV, that's yeah. a soil type. So, yeah. so do they, yeah, that is the soil type. So, so do they have the soil uh, type map overlaid on the contours as opposed to just a straight up contour map? I don't believe they provided that, no. Well, uh, well, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, they took the, the web soil survey, that's that URMB, mm -hmm. and overlaid that onto the Yeah. Yes, the and, that, and, and I guess that's my, that's kind of where I was going. It seems to me that some of the soil um, boundary lines are using hatch, hatch lines, just like the contours, and it's causing confusion. And certainly, I can see where, where you're, you're you're pointing to where you think maybe it's a contour line, mm -hmm. but it's really not. It's really the soil well, soil loop. Then, then explain why is this hatched over here, uh -huh. and this is hatched over here, uh -huh. but it's, why is it not? It, why would that be notched in that area? That 12, I mean, that's 12 by, I don't know. I, I don't know well, okay, so, okay. so, so, so let me. The contour sort of expand. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so in, 
years ago. Well, no, no, but I think what I'm saying to you is the distance between the contours is larger. So you wouldn't hatch it there because it doesn't meet the, the requirement. Where they are closer together, that's where you get your steep slope. So if you, if you drop two foot. I believe they have very fine pencils working here. That's my concern. What? But again, I, I, uh, being that I'm not an engineer, I know that it doesn't. Uh, I'm just a guy that's living next door to this. That's all. My concern. Okay, Mr. Dano, I, we appreciate you coming here, and mm -hmm. I appreciate your concern. Um, I, I'm with you, I'm not an engineer, but that's why we do have our engineering company and, and Ms. Galubrielli, and since well, we, I mean, we uh, have uh, the same results uh, from two separate engineering firms, um, I believe that's what we have to as, go by. As, as a concerned uh, taxpaying person, am I not entitled to sit down with the engineering people and say, please show me how this does not warrant being inside the hatched area. I mean, bring out your calipers, bring out your tapes and your measures. You are the engineer. Just, I mean, I think I deserve it. I, I, I'm, I'm attached to this project quite, it, it, it's right in my face. You know, am I not entitled to that? Mr. Dano, which side of the, the uh, project are you on? Where's your property? Okay. Yeah, every time I drive up the driveway, I watch this. And the single, single family hotel that's going up is going to be in my face every time I come in my driveway. And I, I just, I, I, I think that uh, we deserve to at least be shown how this, how could that, why is the hatch on one side, hatch on another side, pretty much parallel lines running through it, but we're eliminating it. I, 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 I don't understand. 
Uh, I, and I know, I, I, you know, I get, a, I get a little emotional about this because it has a great impact on my property and my drive in and out of my home every day. That's, you know, that's, that's my uh, request, is to sit down with somebody that could nail that down for me and say, yeah, no, you're, you, you're way off base here, John. You, that, that's way outside the uh, disturbed area. I, I don't understand how you could have a disturbed area depicted like that by a professional company and then a notch where contour lines continue through it. it it's, it's beyond me. And I'm, I'm a layman, I admit it, but I can, I can look at pictures and lines and dash lines and question them. I, I think it's my right to question them. I don't care if they, you know, it is sealed and it, it was done by a professional group and it's sealed. I understand that. But if it is sealed and they are claiming that the hatched areas are disturbed on the slope, then I need to know how did they notch out those pieces. If I can, I understand uh, Mr. Dano's request. He and I did spend about two hours doing that. My only concern is, is this, is that we have done our due diligence. You, have, you as the board have trusted us, and I have great faith in Ms. Colubrio that she did her due diligence in reviewing this. So, you know, one concern I have is, and we can, again, try to show him, but I, I, I think I object to, the, to, to anything that would question you know, the staff's, you know, professionalism here and making sure that this plan didn't com or complied with the ordinance. Uh, and as I tried to explain to Mr. Dano that we have not only the neighbors, but we also have a new property owner. We as the township balanced the rights of both sides to make sure that we did our due diligence and made the right decision because one side or the other would have issue. So I'm, I'm confident that we did that. We will do whatever the board wishes, but then we're going back and there's the hint of maybe questioning whether or not our initial review was true and correct uh, in, this, in this matter. 10 uh, square I, yeah. feet, 10 square feet would put this Mr. over 30%. Mr. Dana, I appreciate yeah. that, it, but this is, we've heard the request and I think it's, you know, I think the board just needs to kind of either take it under advisement or make a decision to do something else. But I will tell you from my standpoint, you have two engineers, one that actually has calculation software. It's part of their CAD, mm -hmm. their computer-aided design yes. program. And then you have another one who did it the old-fashioned way by hand, right? So I don't want to see us spend a lot of money to satisfy you that what I just told you earlier today uh, earlier in this conversation where you had some questions about, well, they're the same, same, no, they're, they're actually different. They're, they're widths apart, right? So mm -hmm. the distance between them is different and that changes the slope. Um, so that's how you do get some of these straight edges and corners. I mean, I, I think my concern is that, you know, we, we spin our professionals up and spend money that, frankly, we just don't have right now. I, I would just add to that that we have gone to great pains from what I have heard and seen for the past um, 10 months or, or more 
uh, since the owner first requested a permit back in, was it March mm -hmm. or April, April of 2021? And did not, we did not give them the permit until December, uh, which is a really long time to mm -hmm. wait for a permit. And we didn't do it just to be mean and, you know, string them along, but we did it because we wanted to make sure that we did our due diligence and that we did dot every I and cross every T and do our best uh, to get all the facts uh, from this entire project. It's a big, you're right, it's a very large, complicated project. Um, but I have, I have confidence in both our engineer and the other engineering firm that uh, came up with, with the same, if not exactly, the, I believe exactly the same um, results. And uh, Supervisor Phillips, who is um, uh, an architect, a licensed architect, um, he's corroborating basically what our engineer and the other engineering company uh, has been saying. And I'm putting my faith into all three of those entities and in our the rest of our staff who have gone out um, to oversee mm. this project. And uh, Mr. Hamaday has a lot of experience as well with all kinds of developments. Um, not everybody that comes here, we listen to everybody who comes here and we thank you for, for doing this, but um, not everyone walks away here happy because they got, they got their way or their point was more valid than what we believe our, right. our engineers came up with. So with all due respect, I think um, we have already granted the permit to the, yes. to the owners. Um, and I can assure you that uh, going forward, I know your other concerns um, through the past year, uh, that we will, we will watch this and we will be, we will be vigilant um, inspecting the work as it goes along. And once it's completed, we will also trust but verify. I know your concerns as well about, you know, you're calling it a hotel, but we've, you know, I know also that you have concerns that it's not going to just be residential. Um, they are allowed to do what any other homeowner is allowed to do in this township mm -hmm. in terms of how they are allowed to use their home. We will be sure to follow up on that as well. And um, I'm sure you or some of the other neighbors will let us know if they see any kind of irregularities. So I don't know what else at this point that we could, we could say or do um, other than... Uh, I hope all of your fears will not be realized and that um, you'll have uh, a good relationship with your new neighbors and I trust that they are going to be um, following up with everything that they have uh, mm -hmm. said and they'll adhere to their agreements with, with the township. Okay. So, um, anyone else? Uh, Vice I, Chair I have uh, one additional comment that I want to make. Um, I, won't, I won't be redundant with some of the things that have already been said, but one thing I think we have to understand with these overlays, they're not perfect boxes. So this isn't, this isn't a architectural drawing of what the, what the property will look like. I thought this, this is a sealed, this is, actual, Yes, but what I'm saying, Rock though, that thing. these these hatched areas are laid on top once they do the calculations. So you're not dealing with you're not dealing with the footprint of of the of the building. You're dealing no, with no, I know that when they do the calculations, they do the hatches on top. So you're not going to have smooth lines. That they, am I correct? 
that it's, it's, an, it's laid on top. So you look at the disturbances and then you create these modules. So that's the appearance, appearance well, after the This is generated by a computer, I would imagine. Probably, probably, right. but you're not, you're but computers not going to have, never do you're make not mistakes, going to have straight lines that look like mm. the building. It's mm -hmm. going to, you're not going to have straight lines based on the architectural look of the building. No, no, I don't you're expect going, a straight line, so but the, I do, I do expect to, to follow the contours that, that that's are, what, that that's lay in exactly there. exactly what the hatching is doing. So the hatching was created based on the topography. So when they look at it, that's, that is the shape of what the contouring does. So you're, you're going to have irregularities. It's just that's the way, mm -hmm. the okay. that's the way it happens. So you're not going to have any straight lines. Okay, and okay. If, if it was completely level, you're going to get straight lines. But it's not, so every little undulation is going to create a different little angle that's going to be hatched. That's just the process. That's just what it looks like. 29, it looks like 29.99% to me, so. Well, fortunate for them, it's under 30. It's under 30. Yes, so it definitely for us, is. <laughs> our, our hands are tied with that, that they don't exceed, and the modules were created to right. look like that. And, okay, well, I appreciate your time, I, you know. I kind of expected this. All right, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Mr. Dano, thank you for bringing that to us. Okay, um, I believe, is there anyone else with um, any additional business from the public? Okay, seeing none, may I have a motion to adjourn? Done. Motion seconded, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you and good night, everyone. Oh. Really quickly, I wanted to introduce our new planner. <laughs> Excuse me, Ashton. Are we still on, I hope? Yeah. Are we yeah. still on? I wanted to introduce our new planner, Ashton Jones. Um, we're happy to have him, and uh, welcome to Ashton, uh, to our planning department. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Okay. Thank you.